and then like a wet fart. <laughs> hey, we're in two. Hey, the Jays are in. we go on an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast, kicking off another week, a week where there will be Toronto Blue Jays playoffs, a few more uh, preseason hockey games, it's going to be a busy week, but we start with a few beers. Matt Robinson, Rob Christie, what's happening, man? Some slob has been hanging out on this side of the table, there's like shit spilled over here, and I can only assume. Mm-hmm. I got, I got one, I got one guess for you. Yep. Yep. We don't, yep. Need, we don't need to go too far down oh, that avenue. Right. I'm just saying, right? There's something <laughs> sticky here. I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's awesome, man. Yeah. We're recording on October 1st. I was in the pool before I came over here today. Pretty it's like 24 degrees again. It's supposed to be like 28, 29 on Tuesday and Wednesday, which is just weird. So I'm in the, I'm in the pool and I'm looking up and the pool is surrounded by two big pine trees and, and, a, and a maple in the middle. Okay. And the, the leaves on the maple tree are red, which is kind of alarming be, for a yeah, swim to be in the pool and looking up and you're like, Hey, look at that. Pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I kept it. I was, I usually would close it this weekend, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, seeing what the weather was going to be, I was in it yesterday and today. Looking and for a big Thanksgiving swim this year. Yeah. I'll close it down before that. And before everything starts coming down into it, I like to have it covered. So yeah, everything's good, man. Important everything's to good. Keep things covered for sure. Uh, you want to protect it, Matt? Wrap it up. Right. Uh, I want to give a special welcome, Rob, to uh, to some of those. I'm getting more and more feedback on people finding us during the midday here in Ottawa. People missing out on uh, on some local sports talk based on some things that Bell Media has done and yeah. people finding their way over here. So welcome to you and and maybe a special welcome indeed to anyone working security out at CTC right now. <laughs> we, uh, we hear you. We appreciate you. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're on social media at All Can Audio, and uh, make sure you're following along on your favorite podcast app. It's time for a beer, man. Where are we uh, where are we starting over there? I got something I've I've never had before. Um, you may have it's a glass of water. Yeah, it's a celery <laughs> stick without the cheese whiz. Um, I'm having something from Mascot, which I'm not sure if that's a brew pub in Toronto. There seems to be locations on. King Street and, and uh, something else out okay. in Etobicoke. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a, a clock tower is kind of how I imagine it. Sure. Not familiar. Okay. Mascot Brewing. It's, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's kind of splashed a bit, but. Um, Next week, why is it so sticky? Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. I'll, you know, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, this is Most the. Most studios don't have this problem. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Mondo. West Coast Session IPA. Wow. Now, um, comes in at 4.5. Mm-hmm. So not, I don't go in for anything that's, usually sessionable means no thanks. But. Um, but we're putting in a couple of shows here today. This is exactly right. There's a couple, I, I, I was, I, I did this sort of uh, strategically. So sure. Mondo West Coast Session IPA from. Uh, Mascot, I'm going to give this a pull and see what I think. Okay. I'm, what do you got? 
I uh, I got my last one here from the Folly Brewing Company, also down in uh, Toronto. This was one brought up for me by our friend Dr. Vicky Forster several months ago. Oh, nice. And uh, found this last one. I, I'm, I'm trying to create a little variety, right? I'm looking in the fridge right now. We've had a lot lately from Nita, a lot lately from Whippersnapper, uh, a couple different breweries that, you know, uh, Vimy, you know, that I've picked up lately. And so you try and keep things fresh around the podcast. So I had a Dominion is, last weekend. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the uh, Folly Brewing Company's. Dover Court Pale Ale says it's going to be a kind of citrusy coming in about 5.3%. And, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, like a pale ale, ton of room for, for, uh, for negotiation, right? A little yep. wiggle room. You what can do a lot this? of different things in a pale ale. So, right. uh, this is also a bottle. So I plan to, uh, to make this last here for a little bit. Uh, we may have a an, bottle, an uneven beer break. Well, it's, it's like a, it's not quite a court, but it's bigger than a tall boy. So get out of here. Yeah. All right. Doing their own thing, right? So. Well, and have you. Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't seem too bad. So this over here, pretty good. Um, it's mm. got a little bit of that resi sort of pine kind of thing that you would resin, expect from yeah. pine resin, right? I'm not getting a pile of juicy anything off of it right at the moment. It, it talks about some, some mango, but mango is a pretty mild. It's not an overpowering flavor, right? right? So. But it is holding true to a bit of that piney sort of slight bitterness. Yep. But um, easy drinking mm-hmm. comes through, I think, in the, in the session portion. So not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. What's your What's your first take over there? Got some pineapple up front, which is uh, a little stronger than the mango, right? It's it's coming with something right up uh, right up front. And I don't mind that. It's not overpowering like some of them can be if you're looking for that like really juicy style, maybe even more IPA in that area. But right. Um, yeah, pretty nice. Like it, it, it's hinting at it. It's right up front, but it's not overpowering. So See, I, I'm enjoying this, man. And right or wrong, when I think of a pale ale, mm-hmm. I think of a Keith's or uh you know, like it's generic, right? It's a real base. It's well, like it a, can be. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Is, is rightly or wrongly, that is kind of where I go with it. Right. Yeah. Anyways, now before we get going mm-hmm. and move off into something else, it's interesting you talk about maybe an uneven beer break because um, I wanted to give a, a brief shout out to, to, we had a passing in the family last week. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Jack passed and he was a consummate storyteller, singer, a uh, longtime member of the Capitol Chorus, uh, nice. salesman. Um, but yeah, he passed quite peacefully the, a week ago, last Monday, but he was super intrigued by the podcast. He was a big sports fan. Yeah. Um, and he's always like, where on the radio can I find you? Were you doing your radio show today? Where can I find that? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's, yeah, it's an internet. How old was Jack? 87 when he passed. So I have uh, a great aunt who's similar vintage and same thing. Where can I, where can I listen to this? <laughs> and so I have to choose very carefully. Occasionally I will send her a link cause she learned how to email, right? Like yep. we've talked about this before that perhaps this generation of seniors, right? Like of that have seen more change in their life. Like she grew up in a house with no hydro, right? Like, and now she's emailing people like that's a hell of a swing over 80 some odd years. It's rarely, or it's rare that I can send her a link that you're a part of, but, uh, <laughs> But she's a big Blue Jays fan, so when Dan Shulman was on last week, I, I can send her that link, and, and okay. Dan won't offend her like you and I might. Okay. Uh, so. so I have, to counteract your big bottle of beer over there. Yeah. 
Oh, we're going in double fist in here. Jack Jack was never, he never loved my, I'd bring him a beer and say, hey, what do you think of that? Yeah. And he'd always say, hey, Rob, that's great. And Grab then, me a Corona. And then I'd see him like 40 minutes later and he still got three quarters of it and yeah. he'd be not, asking not somebody politely it. to pour yeah. it out. Yeah. He was a big Alexander Keats guy. Okay. But in, in, in honor of Jack, I've cracked a Stella Artois. He, oh, liked, okay. he liked He liked the Pilsner. Yeah. He liked something light. So nice. Jack, we're thinking about you, buddy. It's true. So uh, here's to you. We'll move off of that. Yep. We've got a few different things we can talk about here. I should mention to the good listener, uh, I, I've been promising it for a couple of weeks. We finally got it locked in. Scott MacArthur's next up on Scotty the podcast. Scotty Mac. Yeah. And perfect time. Look, we're going to catch up with Scotty a little bit. He's departed from talk radio. He's living his best life down in Nova Scotia at this point. And uh, we will talk some Blue Jays with him. And I guess elephant in the room right now, you and I will talk some Jays here today as well. But we're recording before, you know, this game 162 where Wes Parsons that no one has ever heard of will be taking the mound. And we don't know who they're going to be playing, anything like that. We'll get into the Jays in a bit. But Scotty Mack and I, by, uh, by Monday afternoon, we will know who the Jays are playing and and what that's going to look like. So we'll get into that with him as well as uh, what he's been up to lately. If you're one of those people who is used to looking for the show first thing in the morning, it will be there on Tuesday morning. But I think given the tight turnaround here before Blue Jays playoff baseball begins on Tuesday, I will drop that as soon as I can on Monday, hopefully in time for your afternoon drive. So if you're one of those people who wants it a little early, we'll try and get that out there uh, as well. I can only assume, like let's say it's Jays and Rays, that's going to be on like the home shopping network at 1130 AM. Uh, so oh, yeah. yeah, we're not getting prime time on Fox sports or anything. Those like two that. powerhouse organizations aren't pushing their way to the forefront. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, that'll be fun. We'll catch up with, uh, with Scotty Mack. Good uh, guy. Yeah. We'll get it out there as soon as we can for you. So make sure you're subscribed and, and around. I want to Well, not, not, I say good guy. He's knowledgeable guy. Yeah. Kind of humbled me the time he was in here, but you know. And me. Yeah. I, I plan to ask him about, you know, he, he kind of abruptly <laughs> at some point, uh, we were, we we're talking and I asked him another question. He's like, well, we can get into that, but. Is there going to be more beer? He goes, I didn't come out here for just one beer. Yes. <laughs> All yeah, right. But, we'll take a break. We'll grab another beer. But Scott. the beer he drank was 750. It was a growler. I think he took, I don't know. It we was, did have growlers from Nita at that yeah. point. So, uh. I, I think, I think we did right by Scotty Mack. We did that night for sure. He, uh, he hung around for a few. So we'll get into all of that with Scotty Mack, uh, on the next episode of, uh, of Tall Can Audio. Uh, were you flipping around at all for the NFL on Sunday morning here while they were over in, uh, in England, Jaguars? Zero. So this was, uh, to me, this was kind of fun. They've done this before with different characters, different universes. This was a Toy Story game. They partner with Disney Plus, and at the same time the game is being run on its normal broadcast, I believe it was on ESPN, it's broadcast through Disney Plus, and it's, instead of being at Wembley Stadium in London, it's in Andy's room, right, from, from Toy Story. Have you seen yeah. Toy Story? I'm of sure course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got all these little things going on, like they're measuring, it's, it's, it's being animated in real time using AI. Yeah. All the players are wearing yeah. chips in their shoulder pads, and like, they're measuring first downs with Slinky Dog. Right, like he's coming up. Okay. The uh, the ball is being right. dropped in. Remember the the claw at the arcade? Yeah, of course. I am next. No, the claw's dropping the ball in. Every now and then, Emperor Zerg drops by to fuck with your day. <laughs> That's just, you're watching this. I'm okay. so in on this stuff, man, because if you are just your average traditional football fan, you don't have to watch that feed. It's still available for you wherever you were going to watch it anyway. But if you want to sit there and watch it with your kids and ESPN, uh, you know, clearly like the military or whatever, they want to get, 
their claws into you early. Here is a broadcast with a play-by-play team that's going to explain the rules a little bit. It's in a fun setting. You've got these little characters running around. I'm, I think this stuff is awesome, man. It, there's, there's just no reason not to do this. See, my exposure to this was a couple of Super Bowls ago, I got stuck somewhere on a... Was like a YTV or a sure, car- yeah. cartoon network or yep. I, I, like I don't know what it was. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's what it was. And I'm like, this is absolute shit. Like <laughs> the people who are doing the half times and whatnot, they're clearly pandering f- to a younger audience. Right. But I'm like, is what the hell is going on? Where's here? the real? There's slime and shit on yep. the screen. And I'm that's like, that's it. They've done this stuff before. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening here? This blows. I don't think it was a Super Bowl though. It was, was it? a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, clearly Rob just had to switch a channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just pick up the remote. Find <laughs> something else, right? But I, I sort of kept coming back to going, this can't be for real. But yeah, the same sort of thing, right? And and if you're going to have that where if you're not a hardcore gambling degenerate <laughs> and you want to join, you know, share the but day. You know, with, those simulcasts are coming too. Yeah, yeah, share your day with the with your kid who's, right. you know, make it a... When it's 9.30 a.m. on it, yeah. right? Because they're over in London. So that works nicely into it too. You can send the kid off to do something else when you're ready to start cracking beers and betting your, their, quarter, their quarter college fund away. Quarter to 11, right? <laughs> 11 o'clock is, is, is yeah. to me, that's the easy. But these are easy. Like I, this is one of those things. And you know me, man, I, I'm, I'm down on a lot of things, right? I'll rip a lot of things. This isn't impacting the normal game. Right. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to watch that one. It's on a different feed. I needed to speak to you about... Half an hour earlier last time then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, you don't have to watch this. <laughs> but why not do it? And uh, Now, the one interesting thing, um, for somebody like me, I know Toy Story. I don't know if today's kids know Toy Story, right? Like, at least it's still cartoony. It's about... There was a Toy Story 4. I know. Just I, in the theaters, just like... 3 was supposed to be the finale. It was tragic. They were all going to the trash compactor or whatever was happening there. But I guess they created a new... But it just, you know... It seems like maybe there would have been a different franchise they might have gone with, but this worked yeah. very well, and um, I, I just think it's fun. I, I'm well, glad and that, to see and them. that and that sort of that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that series of of movies, anyways. Yeah, the, the Toy Stories stretches like 15 years. Oh, yeah. of, of large impact, right? Yeah. Like my kids liked it all the way up to. I don't remember if it's third or fourth one. Andy's going to college, like they they told the story in the franchise as well, yeah. right? That he was a kid who had all these toys. Now he's going to college and these toys need a new home or need somewhere to go. Like it, it does. It spans a long time. I well, mean. and, and if, when you look at it from the, from the toy perspective, right? That you grow out of shit, right? Of course. You're, you're just like, you know what? That Wookiee, don't need that anymore. <laughs> I'll keep that Princess Leia one over there though. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, those sorts of things, right? They age out, right? And the things that you loved, like Andy and his... Yeah, you just you're Woody and you're sure you're like that's uh the Woody that, never goes out. <laughs> oh, it does eventually. <laughs> 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 it certainly it has its time. Yeah. Um, but this one, like the only thing I've seen them do this better before, and and the play by play guy, just not yeah quite the right guy. He's still he's doing okay trying to explain the rules a little bit more, which. Uh, is what you should do for kids. But he's a little plain. He's a little, maybe not quite feeling this. And it's sort of like, oh no, there's Emperor Zerg. It's 
second and seven on the third. <laughs> like, it's not buying in totally yeah. or whatever. How but, did I get stuck with this? Right. Hey, it's the Find somebody who wants to lean into this a little bit, yeah. right? And uh, But it was fun, man. I, I'm glad to see Well, that. and the thing is, think about yourself, right? I know Always you, do. you came to sports a little later, Yep. right? You You sort of didn't grow up in a sporting household. Right. You roll in on a Saturday or something. Like it used to be for us, like I'm old enough that there was only cartoons on a Saturday morning. Hundred percent, right? yeah. There was no after these messages. Yeah, twenty four seven cartoons. You're like, no, man. We had some after school stuff, and then there was Saturday morning. Yeah. And if I showed up and there was football on my screen, <laughs> I don't care what's happening. If if you know if Betty and Wilma are doing a <laughs> Yes. <laughs> a pot roast, uh, Matt. I don't, okay. know, I don't know where you were going with that. This wasn't late night flips. <laughs> um, Adult swim. Yeah. Even if that was happening, you know what I mean? Whatever. Right. Right. I, I wanted to see what I wanted to see. I don't want to see NFL football with some screen filter placed over it. Well, you couldn't have if you wanted to. But yeah, yeah, no, but no. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm, I want to see what I want to see. Yeah. But if you're some kid and dad's normally watching and... Maybe yeah, no, this you're is the right. way dad can lure. No, we're going to watch the game. I'll give you the Andy's room feed, though, so we can. Uh, so yeah. it, it's neat that way. For me, as a kid, it was Disney afternoons and uh, Fox Kids on weekend mornings. And that was like The Tick and Power Rangers and shit like that. So the Tick? Slightly different. Yeah, The Tick had a, oh. a short lived cartoon. Okay. Uh, bunch All of right. other stuff. So pretty cool. Uh, last I, thing on, on. I get what you're saying, though. On football, I don't know if you caught on Saturday, they announced Green Day. Halftime show for your Grey Cup down in Hamilton in a couple of weeks here. Wow. Is that the Grey Cup coming up, Green Day coming down? There's a bit of both, I think. I think, you know me, I'm a Green Day fan, but they're they're not as big as they once were. But I looked at that one. That's a pretty good get, right? That's a big name. Are they going to curse their way off the stage like they did (laughs) at at, at the the Gary Bettman's calling the uh, CFL commissioner. Don't do it. They're going to screw you. (laughs) I'm not fucking Justin Bieber. I've been around since 88. Justin Bieber, another uh, previous Grey Cup performer. Yeah, I just think of that iHeartRadio yes. thing where he got yanked, where they, where they flashed. He's yelling at them. Yeah, he's yelling at them like he's somehow. Don't be flashing one minute at me. Yeah, that's what he said. I'm not fucking Justin Bieber. I've been around. Right. fuck this shit. I want to play a fucking new song. Fuck this shit. Give me a fucking break. One minute left. One minute fucking left. You're going to give me fucking one minute? There's a, look at that fucking sign right there. One minute. Let me tell you something. I've been around since fucking 1980 fucking eight. And you're going to give me one fucking minute? You got to be fucking kidding me. you fucking kidding me. What the fuck? I'm not fucking Justin Bieber, you motherfuckers. You gotta be fucking joking. This is a fucking joke. I got one minute, one minute left. Oh, now I got nothing left. Now I got nothing left. Uh, I think Justin Bieber is. So I think maybe Green Day on a little bit of a downswing, and so CFL reaches out. Uh, But it'll be a good stadium show in Hamilton, right? Like, it's a decent enough... Hey, how about us? A decent, I doubt they reached out to the Grey Cup, but. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, the CFL reached out to them, no doubt. And uh, it's a good get, man. And we've talked about this a few different times. Like Keith Urban, not my thing, but 
a big name. Like, that's yeah, a big yeah. get for the Grey Cup. I don't know if that was two years ago now or, or maybe a little bit before that, but uh, they've had some good ones. But Black Eyed Peas, maybe that was that was a, way, a while back. 13, 14 years, but that, that's still at their time. That, yep, 100%. They, that, was a, that was a good get. Is it in Hamilton again? It is in Hamilton, yeah. I, I don't know in, again. I thought it was in Hamilton last year with the Arkells. That was, was that not an outdoor Leafs? There was some sort of outdoor heritage know, classic. I'm waving at it out yeah. here. I have no idea really, but I, I thought it was in Saskatchewan. I thought it was in Saskatchewan <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either way, it's Green Day. So, yep. Uh, perfect. Hey, the location does not matter. Yeah. Cause for me, the location is from my couch. That's yeah, the, where I'll be watching the great. The location Cup. of Matt's ass groove does it not. It is in change. Hamilton. I'm I'm sure of it. Our buddy okay. Matty Lang's been looking at tickets and how to All get right. down there. All right. Well, then that, that is that is creating some TCA content from the Great Cup if he if he goes ahead. And going so. in as the Bluchador? Hope so, man. Because you know that you know the double blue is going to be there. They sure look like it. Yeah. So uh, the Red Blacks will not be there. Uh, their season has been dookie. So that's not going to Has been it. dookie. Look at that guy. <laughs> uh, look, there's a few different places we can start. Why don't we start with, uh, I know like I said off the top, we're not going to talk a ton of Jays here just because there's way too much still up in the air. Yeah. But the way they got in, the way this season has played out, all of that is still relevant, is still on the table. I know you had a couple of thoughts on on the way this is all played out, what do you got on the uh, on the Jays? Well, it's to me uh, watching it on Saturday, and it's it's you're like just the way they just continue to they. It's like they the only time can you think of a time they've had a big inning recently, like in the in the past month, where it hasn't been due to the other team. Gaffing Wild pitching it, it all over the place, booting it around like Margot in the outfield, or uh, or fuck. clank, yeah, <laughs> like a frying pan. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm gonna read. No, it's gone. Yeah. Like it's like the only way they have. They've the, been gifted some games here. It, yeah. yeah, is is that's how it is. And if they don't, they just don't piece together innings. And so the fact that they would lose in in extra innings, and then you watch and in in a very sort of anticlimactic way. The Mariners lose six one on Saturday night to the Rangers and yeah, and then like a wet fart. <laughs> hey, we're in two. Hey, the Jays are in. It's like you've backed into a big inning, and now that's the way just- it was always going to happen if they were going to get. It. And I, I I tweeted out there on uh, on Saturday that if the Jays were going to get in, I wanted it to be that way. I did not, in my infinite pettiness, this team does not deserve. A giant celebration surrounded oh, by thousands of cheering okay, fans yeah, no. um, that went down that would have went down had they won on Saturday. No, everybody's at home doing their own thing, and Texas wins, and that gets you into the playoffs that week. Now, I am curious, and we don't know this right now. The good listener will by the time they hear this. Did they do the fake one, which you sometimes see after the game, whether you win or lose? Hey, we're in. We didn't get to do the thing yesterday, so we will do it today. The champagne spraying, the beer all over the place. Hundred percent, they will. It's so gross. Ski man. goggles. Yeah, they've all got that. tarps up all over yep. the clubhouse. See, this gets less and less cool for me. Ever, and and people used to give me shit for this all the time. And fair enough when they did. That it's a hundred and sixty-two game season, and it's the hardest playoffs to make. But the playoffs keep getting easier to make. They keep adding wild cards, yeah. and you lost your way into these playoffs. Yeah, and you're only one day off before. Uh, you're like last night when Houston won, 
they qualified for the playoffs as well, but they still on Sunday were going to be playing for the division. So they right. toasted with champagne, skipped the giant whatever, had a drink together and, and carried on. I, I think the Jays doing something on Sunday is going to be really lame. They will. I, I, I'm going to put money on it. Ugh. And the thing is, you celebrate a championship. That's it. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I don't want to see you, oh, your wild card right. celebration. And then when you win the wild card, there's another celebration. And then you get into the division and you win the division. Yeah. And then you celebrate. And then you go to the league championship. Like, come on. Yeah. It's a bit much. You celebrate when you're number one. That's it. You don't go, hey, we're the six we're seed. Four. Or five, whatever we could hope to be. Yeah. Right? Like that, That's not what you celebrate. And I don't care. There's a bunch of teams who played 162 too. At least I, I give them a pass when it's somewhat spontaneous. It happened that we just walked it off or yep. we just won this game and it's we're in. It's And there is some natural celebration to it. Yeah. To come out today, like let's say they get pumped on Sunday. Yep. And again, good listener, you'll already know. They're starting Wes Parsons, a guy I've never heard of in my goddamn life, because yep. this game doesn't matter, right? If they get pumped 8-1 and then start jumping around after the final out, we're in, we're in, and we yeah. get back in the clubhouse and we're splitting. Stop. You can't be Stop. spontaneous when you've somebody else has already put up shower curtains and tarps in your like that there's that does not speak of spontaneity. Right. Now this did turn out well, uh, in the sense that Texas did you a huge favor on Saturday night. You didn't have to start Gossman on Yep. On Sunday. So he will be available, whether it's against Minnesota or Tampa Bay on, on Tuesday. Uh, so good news there. And you don't have to use your bullpen again. Like everything about the way this is yep. going to shake loose. Yep. Um, still bought you that extra day. But man, just super unimpressive, right? The way it all played out. The whole the whole season has. Yeah. Like, and I, I remember at the beginning of the season, you and I were talking about it. And there was a couple of things that stick in my mind, right? We were talking about number of wins mm-hmm. that we expected this team to have. And I was saying, I'd like to see them push for 100 wins. Right. Like they've never, the franchise has never had 100 wins. Right. And, and you're like, with this revamped starting rotation, mm-hmm. and you're like, this team. Improved this, defense. Yep. And this team is going to be able to certainly hit enough. You, you never thought that there would be a. And then for. Power yeah, outage. Yeah, for not to even make 90. Yeah. So that was one of the one of the talking points at the beginning of the season where they've fallen woefully short. I think it's reasonable, right? Like you get to be as a fan, you get to be if you want to be, you get to be excited they made it in and you should be. But that doesn't mean you forget the fact that this team was picked to win the division. Yeah. Went out and and built that way to contend for the World Series and to sort of scuffle along, play well enough to get in and and be one of the top teams in the wild card position like it's good that they got in. We can be happy about that. And who knows? Maybe they go on a run. But that doesn't mean you don't just objectively forget what we thought was possible or what was expected of them at the beginning and of the you, season. And if this team rolls in, and again, I'm merely speculating now, um, McLennan is, is, is injured for, for Tampa. But if they play... McClanahan, they, yeah. McClanahan, sorry, yeah. If they, if they play... They're beat up, the Rays. Yeah, but they can still hit the ball. 100%. And... And if you play Minnesota with uh, Sonny Gray and Pablo, Pablo, Pablo Lopez, the, like good pitching, yep, good pitching blankets, hundred percent blankets. This starting this, this and in lineup. theory, so will yours. Yeah, but we have the, the idea that you can get one or two runs mm-hmm. and and beat the Jays totally like within. Sure. Uh, that's a reality. Yep. And so, strangely, I'm 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 hoping 
of the two, I'm hoping for the Rays, right, is, is where I would like to the see. The prop feels less intimidating than it did a week or two well, ago. Well, and that, and that lineup seems to be what, what, yeah. what is traditionally a, they're just, sun, they're fundamentally, like it's fundamentally found, <laughs> yeah. a fundamentally sound. Unlike this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fundamentally, <laughs> that they, they get shit done. They yeah. take care of the details. And that hasn't been the case in these last two series, right? At least the last five games. Yeah. No, and they're beat up a bit. And you've got to Pete Fairbanks there once they're closer. Uh, their bullpen is scary because it comes with all kinds of velocity from all kinds of crazy slots. It's kind of a clown car down there that you don't know what they're going to wheel out. But their rotations beat up. Their lineups beat up a little bit. Uh, and I think, you know, you've knocked some of the the shine off them a little bit, like confidence wise, yep. you'd probably feel okay going into that. And again, today's not, Sunday isn't going to matter. Right. They're not running out anything important. We're not running out anything important. It's just going to be what it's going to be. Yep. Uh, but I'm with you. I'm not as intimidated by the Rays. And look, it's best two out of three. Anything can happen. We saw that last year, right? They may sweep us. We could sweep them. Yep. The crazy shit could go down. So just, just in terms of, and you and Scotty Mack will break this all down when, when you have the opportunity but that is just my leanings. Uh, I've been disappointed. Uh, we, the other question we had, I don't know if you recall, you or I, I can't remember who posed the question, who will, ha- who will have the higher number? Vladdy home runs, Romano saves. <laughs> that was last season. Was that last season? <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was this season. No. Still relevant though. Uh, <laughs> this team, not a single 30 home run hitter on it when you wow. look at having Springer, Bo, Vladdy. Some names out there that are capable, like even Belt. Um, well, Chapman, Varsho. Like, Chapman. These are guys with the new dimensions. You I, think, fo- I think Varsho had 27 last he year. He did have. Well, yeah. 26 is what I thought, but yeah. he, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, with the new dimensions, bringing the fences in, elevating them a bit. But yep. you thought, this is going to be a hitter's park. The Jays hit more home runs on the road than they did at home. And it didn't. It hasn't seemed to hinder opposing lineups no, that hasn't. come through, <laughs> no. right? So I... Now, I think they said the number that flashed up a week or two ago was there's been like a hundred less home runs hit in the Rogers Center this year. Yeah. Well, we'll see, right? One of the reasons that, and part of it's just logistics, but one of the reasons to do the renovation in two parts was let's see what happens this year with the renovated outfield. And now you have some wiggle room when you do the infield. Eh, We could still push home plate out a couple feet. We could pull it back a couple feet if we had to, right? Just it's that final chance to tinker with how this field's going to play. Right. Um, so they'll have the opportunity to do that. And I don't know if it was crazy enough that they'll want to tinker too much, but I always thought it was an odd choice just because of your star, Vladdy. That's a line drive guy and you raised the walls. Like, yeah, you brought it in a little bit, but you made it higher. Like that doesn't play to his strengths at all. And yeah, but he hasn't been able to no, get I know, off but in the ground theory, and no. out of the infield. It's, it's true. Man, he's just. You can't get it off the ground. It doesn't matter how high the wall is. For sure, is. exactly. <laughs> it's a two foot wall out there, Matt, and it's still not getting over. Right. And actually it's on the outside of the infield. Right. Because he's not pounding. He's just pounding it right into the dirt. Yeah. So yeah. that to me has been, and I have no idea. I have, I have zero faith in this, in, in this lineup <laughs> and I have no idea what they're doing. Like uh, to me, whoever's the pitching coaches, I mean the pitching coaches, sorry. Hitting coaches. Sorry, Pete Walker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whoever's, whoever the hitting. Guillermo Martinez and Dave Hudgens is too busy tweeting at members of Congress to. Yeah. Well, we all got, (laughs) we all got, we all have more important things, man. I guess so. Um, but yeah, like to me, there's nobody in this lineup other than Bo that I feel comfortable with. 
I, if, if I need to walk, I. Are we okay with moving him down to four and putting Belt in at two? Yeah. I, I am too. I, I, I am. Yeah. And I think if I can put with Belt at two and I can put Biggio at five. Yeah. Like, Man, imagine saying that six months ago. Yeah, but to me, Biggio has been. He's been very good, like since the All-Star break. And if been, I need to walk. Man, yep. that guy, that guy, between he and Belt, like if you could, a couple of lefties. You could show P. Walker, like, this is how you get home. This is how you, <laughs> so, all right, let's just leave that alone. <laughs> Matt's on fire here today. Fire. So anyways, I just, I, I am, I am, you know, cautiously pessimistic. Yeah, I'm getting that. Going and, in, and that's going, fair. They've shown nothing to suggest we should expect them to go on a run. It's on the table. It's a possibility, but it's just as likely that we're sitting here by Wednesday night going, well, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, on Saturday night, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to, um, I'm watching Shai Davidi on, uh, on Sportsnet. And, yeah, and, I saw the same and, interview. Yeah. And they're asking him, you know, hey, what are the chances, you know, that this, you know, pitching and defense and like the, these guys don't hint a pinch of coon shit. Like there's nothing. Yeah. You can, you can pitch and defend as well as you want, and they do. do mm-hmm. They're very good. But man, when you go up and down the lineup and you can't put together hits, it's it's the absolute sapper of. Well, if you don't have that, you have to have power, and they have some power, but they haven't shown it in quite a while, right? So there's only two ways to score runs, and you're not doing either of them really well. So so that that's means that's problematic. And so everybody keeps saying the same thing. And I know, right, I don't blame Shy at all. It's, it's, he's on Sportsnet and you're doing the thing. And they're like, well, what are the chances that these guys could? And everyone's been mouthing that same, well, you can't drastically change your season stats. But what you can do is you can get hot and you can do this and you can mm-hmm. do that. But when you roll into that Yankees series and then the first two games, you combine for five hits over two games and yep. no runs. Yep. Pew. That's a team that's not even making the playoffs. And they're putting you down. Well, it's funny you bring them up because uh, the Jays, while they're getting in the three highest... I'm in, baby! The three highest payrolls in baseball have all missed this year. Yeah! The Mets, the Yankees, and the Padres. And all of them in seemingly different ways. I'll share the links uh, on our social media feeds. But the Athletic actually went in-depth probably not coincidentally, but on the Yankees and the Mets, what went wrong this season, this this past week, right? How things have gone off the rails. To me, the Padres, though, are the most interesting one. And you've known, you know me, man, like for the last two years, I've tried to get in on the Padres, yeah. right? I like that as a small market, they're spending, they're bringing in these stars. And when you look at what they accomplished this year and they're not going to make it, it's baffling because Blake Snell is a runaway winner of the NL Cy Young. They have the second best team ERA in the NL. They have a closer with a 1.18 ERA over the course of the season. They have three 25-plus home run guys, and they have uh, the second, uh, third best team defense in the NL. When you look at that, you go, how, how are those it? fucking guys not getting in? Yeah. And the Yankees, the Mets, they're a little different. Um, but I want to stay on the Padres just for a second because yeah, yeah. I'd be interested in getting your take on this. There's a ton of people on, and I, I only visit here, I don't hang out here a lot, Padres Twitter, that wow. suggest this is chemistry. And when I look at baseball, it feels like the sport where that matters the, the least. least. Yeah, It's just one guy after another going up there trying to hit it. 
you know, one guy out there at a time trying to throw it. Yep. I'm sure it matters a little in a terms of... A series of one-on-one confrontations. Right. And it, it would matter a little that, you know, if you don't get along with anyone in the clubhouse and guys are always fighting, then the season's a drag and you're not feel. I guess it matters. But when you have a payroll like this, you have stats like these guys, man, it's baffling to me that the Padres didn't even come close. Well, and that is the the whole thing because you look at the, where the Dodgers are, mm-hmm. payroll-wise... Because where most people want to go is, yeah, you can throw a bunch of money at it, right? You know, 90s, early 2000s, New York Rangers, right? right? Where you can just you can just fire cash and go, yeah, we're going to get all the best. And then you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. But the Dodgers have always had the highest payroll mm-hmm. and they've been, they've made the playoffs 10 years in a row. Yep. So it's not strictly a, hey, we're buying a bunch of individuals. You still have to be smart about it. You still have to fit together some form of team. Yeah. It, it's, it clearly matters more than I would have thought it would in this sport, right? And and as you look at the, the Yankees, they did two things. You know, they had a ton of injuries. Um, they brought in Rodon, and he was supposed to be like the big offseason guy. Him and Garrett Cole were going to dominate the AL pitching. He gets hurt basically right at spring training, doesn't pitch till July. Never missed you. Aaron Judge... Breaks his toe running yeah. through a wall, right? Trying to make a catch. Uh, Rizzo. He's up, he's up there, big fella. <laughs> Rizzo gets a concussion um, on a play where he's diving back into first base and takes like a knee. He's scrappy and I like that guy. I kind of hate that guy, but <laughs> it's because he's scrappy. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then he keeps playing through it. And it's not till like weeks later where they're like, oh shit, yeah, no, you have post-concussion syndrome. Yeah. So that's bungled. And then at the beginning of the season, they just clearly overestimated what they had. Josh Donaldson was spent. Oswaldo Cabrera was never going to hit. Um, How about John Carlos Stanton? John Carlos Stanton. Brutal, man. We were calling him on. 189 average. Oh, when we played them last week, his like runs down to first were like, this guy can't move. Uh, Kirk, buddy. Kirk and Stanton. Let's do it. Kirk's smoking that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Our buddy Stoughton and I were calling him Giancarlo Standin. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just standing here. Yeah. So they misread what they had and then ran into some bad luck. Four more can... years at 28 awesome. or 29 awesome. million dollars. Love that. Oh, man. And then you look at the Mets, man. Those That was the team we looked at most going into the this season as like, this is an owner who does not care. Throwing as much money as he possibly can to bring in all these guys. It doesn't work right off the hop. There's talk coming out by like May that the pl- clubhouse isn't getting along because certain guys are saying that others aren't working hard enough. That is something you can't pay. If if guys in your clubhouse are accusing each other of not working, that's a clubhouse that isn't going to work. Fight! Pete Alonzo doesn't work. They get to the deadline and both Verlander and Scherzer, Scherzer are like, yeah. yeah, not really interested in this rebuild thing we're starting to hear about. We're both out of here. Uh, both of those guys get lobbed into Texas and yep. fight each other. Yeah. Uh, well, I see even Verlander, who was, who was sucking ass <laughs> in New York. Yeah. See, he pitched eight innings the other day. Yeah. Like he just clearly likes it in Houston. Still, still knows what he's doing, that guy. Right. And, and so it just all fell apart and they still have all the money in the world, but they seem to have decided we're going to take a step back here. We're looking at more like 25, 26 before we get it. But it's just interesting to me that these were the three big spenders in the off season as they like 
Judge gets that new contract. The Padres have been bringing in guys at the Mets, brought in anyone you could think. And it, it just didn't work on any one of these fronts. And so it is that argument that we have all the time about, you know, whether a cap is necessary or, you know, whether spending the most money always works. Like you mentioned the Rangers uh, in the NHL back at, you know, the early 2000s. At the exact same time, the Red Wings are spending every bit and yep. it's working for them. Yeah. So it's what type of guy are you spending to bring in? I, I, I just, I wonder if this dispels the notion that baseball is not a chemistry sport and it, it is going to matter more than we think it does. Well, and, and the Mets kind of have that feel like they're an NBA star at the strip joint making it rain. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how they're, that's how they're bringing it in. Right. Yeah. Like just like, woo, I'm pitching it over my head. Whatever you got. The other thing I guess I should have said about the Mets, to be fair, Edwin Diaz gets hurt at the World Baseball oh, Classic, yes. their closer. Not J- even pitching. Jumping up and down. He's celebrating, celebrating a win. A more, yay, yay. Ow, ow. <laughs> a more baseball injury you've never there seen. There goes your closer for the year. No. See Felix Batista, too. Just Oh, Tommy John. The Orioles, their closer, just going into the playoffs. They've just won their first division in... God knows how long. And that guy's a killer. He's a fantastic, or he will be in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you in July, 2025. Yes, basically. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's move on to some hockey, man. Cause, uh, Mang. Mang. All right. Let's do it. The Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> have an Edwin Diaz of their own. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was, uh, announced this week is going to miss, it looks like 10 to 12 weeks. Of uh, the start of the season. I guess he was having some back issues in August. 12. 12. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Having some back issues through August. They sort of slowed him down and said, let's just let it kind of settle down. He gets into training camp and it did not settle down. So he's going to have to have surgery on his back, uh, which seems important, right? Like it's. it's, it's, Surgery on your back in 10 to 12 weeks recovery. Even that seems speedy. Seems tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. That puts Tampa under the gun here a little bit because I think most of us were expecting them to take another little bit of a step back, not necessarily a huge step back, and it's still not a team you would want to see in round one of the playoffs, but they're under the gun here a little bit, and I wonder whether or not you think they're ballsy enough to start the season with Jonas Johansson or whether they're going to go out looking for some help. There's always some goalies on waivers at the end of camp. Uh, And there's not a pile of guys... Like you look at the list of names that you that you think may or may not be. Yeah. There's not a pile of sort of But they don't need another Vasilevsky. They just need someone who can hold the fort for two months, I think. And I th- there's there's two names I'm looking at right off the hop. I look at Detroit, who has Vili Uso and James Reimer scheduled to be their guys, but they also brought in Alex Lyon, who people will remember Almost got, took over got, the... Got Florida into the playoffs. Yeah, took over that Panthers job. He's going to be their third guy, and he's probably going to have to be waived. Yeah. And he has a two-year deal, which might scare off Tampa a little bit. And I'm, that's why you do this, right? Toronto does it all the time. Give guys, you know... A second year so you can bury him or if even, you have to. Yeah, or even full... Like, even if you're sending them to the minors, they'll still make NHL money, hoping that that'll yep. send some of your cheapskates away. Uh, Hello, Ottawa. All right. Um... Alex Lyon might, I would imagine Tampa would go for that. The other name, and maybe this is just because I'm a Toronto guy, Martin Jones, who did win 27 games last year for Seattle. And 
people love to dick with Toronto on the waiver wire right at the end of training camp. Uh, he's supposed to be Toronto's third guy. And those would be two names that if I was Tampa, I'd probably be fine bringing in for two months, right? For eight, ten weeks, knowing we're going to get our guy back and could probably hold the fort. You, you, Martin was another name you hear. He's he got, passed through though, right? Like they did just have him on waivers right. coming out of Vancouver and I believe he cleared. So. He, he had spent time, I believe, in the, in the Tampa organization. Yeah, I think before. that's right. Yeah, Tompkins, the guy who was in, um, but clearly he's also... He's just coming out of Europe, isn't he? Yeah, he was a guy who played for, for Canada, I believe, at, at Worlds. At the Spangler or Worlds, yeah, Thompson, okay. Tompkins. Tompkins, it's Tompkins. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a couple, but it's, it's not enough that make you go, yeah, that fills that my clearly sales. better than Jonas Johansson? Well, yeah. we we don't know. Because, we don't know. Because the resume is just kind of the same, right? Well, I've seen Yo- Jonas Johansson get blown up a few times. Yeah, Colorado, right? He, so yep. uh, to me, when Ottawa rolled through there last year, Colorado beat him 6-5, but... Toronto pumped him too at some point on an emergency start. I can't remember. Yeah, so yeah. he's given it up. So I, Small sample size, just Ontario teams kicking his okay, ass. But but small you're going to have to face those guys small in the sample East. size. Yeah, you're in the Atlantic Division. That's yeah. how that works. And and a small sample size, if it's all bad, is, yeah, that's true. is still just... Not good, right? So, do you think this is enough to bury Tampa though early on? Well, and and it's it, it will be fascinating. The both those Florida teams, Montour and Ekblad, out for the Panthers for the first couple months as well. That you are starting with with injuries to key players, yeah, right. And so, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Um, but I, I think you have to get. And heaven forbid. Their D's not quite what it was either, right? No, like well, and that's what happens with winning, right? Is People keep plucking pieces out it of your becomes, lineup. It becomes more watered down, right? Yep. Where you look at Sergachev, you look at Headman, you look at, you know what I mean? It sort of starts to get uh, a little thin, right? In terms of guys you can hang your hat on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to hurt, man. It's got to hurt. Um, now, they will have had a nice off season, first time in a while. Yeah, they'll be rested coming back. But you got your captain sulking and, you know. Well, and the thing is, like, you couldn't have found, and I guess not, but, like, you couldn't have found this Vasilevsky injury in May or June and had the surgery then. Like You it, didn't have any idea that it was an issue? Right. So it's sort of. So clearly not only is. This well-rested summer didn't quite pan yeah, out the way. Clearly not only is he not phoning Stamkos to check out his contract <laughs> status is, he's not checking in with his Vezina caliber goalie. To see if there's, yeah, I don't know, ball, yeah. back surgery needed. Hey, are you laid up? <laughs> yeah. Like anything we can do for you? Yeah. Rub your back? Get you a drink? Oh, how about that back? Yes to both. <laughs> yeah. Can I have a hoagie with it too? Because that would be very good. Nice. That's the Jamie McLennan playbook, I think. With the hot dog tucked in your pad. As you're yeah, of course. Well, that should be everybody's game plan. 100%. A good Bell Center or a hot dog? Come on. Um... Yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see what they do. And no matter, it, it sounds like, because if you put that guy on 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 long-term injury, yep. and you get the reprieve of the $9.5 million or whatever that's going to be, you have the money. You could bring somebody else in. But you got to clear them. But then you got to clear that in yeah. 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think Friedman was reporting that he figures Tampa can afford for two months about a $2 million goalie. 
So that's why you're sort of looking at your Martin Jones, your Alex Lyons, your Spencer Martins. Your yeah, but see, to me, uh, I would go. With, I would do the Lions Jones thing first. Yeah, as a stopgap measure. You got to make your call though, because those guys stop going through waivers once the season starts, right? You got to yeah, zero you, in, see yep. that week before the season who gets pushed through down, and, and see what you can get. Well, uh, and to me, Jones was great for a stretch in, in San Jose. Yeah. Um, you do not want to be banking your season on Martin Jones. No, because you look at, you talked about 27 wins last year. Yep. They had atrocious goaltending <laughs> and did quite well, right? Yeah. Both Grubauer and Jones last year in Seattle. Yeah, that's right. Fucking were terrible, man. <laughs> like as a tandem, but they, they kept scoring. They kept scoring that yeah. team, right? With that balance. Like fourth liners with 20 holes on that yeah. team. Just no stars, just everybody pitching in, everybody Putting pitching up a in. nine spot on Ottawa here in, or an eight, whatever it was. It felt like he just kept coming. Like First team to beat Boston at home when they weren't losing to yeah. anybody. And, and you're, and just unbelievable, right? How that whole thing shook out. Yeah. So even without, without good goaltending. So you got to be careful when you talk about Jones with 27 wins. It's sort I'm of, just making the case. But the Leafs have them. So clearly they saw something there that. Uh, to be their third behind Joseph Wool. So they saw something, but. Joseph Wool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love the Sansonov Wall combo. You know that's locked down, man. That's. <laughs> yep. And so it should, man. Everybody <laughs> should sleep well. Yeah. Sleep well in your John Tavares leaf pajamas. All right, well, we can roll on here. A little more hockey news. We might as well get into a bit of a stir, I guess you'd call it, created out of the uh, the recent Vegas versus LA Kings. Causing a commotion. A commotion, man. Do the... Locomotion. Uh, yeah, not the same thing. Uh, but some fucking minor league nobody on the LA system did the locomotion right through Marston. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, uh, I do believe that was a 415 to Belleville. <laughs> right. Uh, crushed them good. Um, pretty close to the boards. Vegas, not happy. And fair enough. It was a questionable hit. It wasn't a crazy, dirty hit. But this opens up the same debate we've had a few different times before. And that is that what are these exhibition games for? What is an acceptable amount of violence in them? If you're a fourth line guy trying to make the LA Kings... I'm out here trying to make a hit. Yeah. And if I'm Mark Stone, who's had multiple Back procedures. Surgeries. Yeah, exactly. I'm just out here trying to get loose and get ready for the season. And there's sort of, I guess, to some people, this unwritten rule that, you know, those guys don't get to hit the stars. You know who, you know who those unwritten rules apply to? Hmm. Yeah. The non-star. The non-star, right? <laughs> right. The non-star does not have those same, I don't have access to that same pamphlet Right. Because guess what? I haven't made the fucking league yet. I'm trying like hell to get that 9.5 million sweet ass contract you've got. I'll settle for the 950. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. This is it. I don't want to play in Elmira for the Jackals in the East Coast League this Who year. Who does? Uh, so I just wonder, man, it, because Mark Stone is a guy well-respected in the league. Um, how much it, it, it is on this this fourth liner as we're playing these games 
to look for the C on his chest Zero. or look for the... I'm out here trying to play. If this is a game that we're going to play, then I'm going to play. Yeah. Yeah, to me, this is... I, I kept reading that article and I kept getting further and further down it and I'm like, yeah, this is a nothing burger here. This thing, like, I, I'm not sure what But we see it every year, right? Like, right. But we're going to me- send one line, you know, whatever it is. Ottawa just sent one line to Montreal and they dress their guys. And then when Montreal comes to Ottawa, they only send really one NHL line and a bunch yep. of... <laughs> Do you think this just boils down to there being too many preseason games you wouldn't see as many of these guys if you're still going to see them though you're still going to see them whether if there's if you cut it from eight to five yeah you're still going to see them in the first game but like mark stone guy like that goes i probably only need three preseason games so he's taken up that spot in three out of the five instead of just three out of the eight right right? and 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 it comes down to the, the the quote that that really was the nugget that the article was built around was after he got smoked in, in essentially a shoulder-on-shoulder shoulder yep. hit. It wasn't, it may have been too close to the boards. It that was the may, location more that than the may, hit itself. Exactly. Yeah. And so when asked after the game, Mark Stone said, I don't care, I'll probably never play against that guy again in my life. Yes. So he's disrespecting that guy. He's a minor leaguer. Yeah. He's not, I'm a big leaguer. Yeah. That guy's not. That's kind of douchey too. Of course it is. Like, And so I get it. Stone's pissed off for all the reasons 100%. you've laid out, yep. right? I, I have the history I am just out here trying to get my legs and my reps in prior to the opening game, and yep. and we'll see you then. But the reality is, for all those guys you're trying to fill out the bottom half of your lineups, if that guy Hodgson, yeah, Hodgson, if he doesn't do that, he he doesn't get a sniff. You're of cut a, the next day of a call up, nothing, yep. right? That guy is in there to do that, and if you're now asking him, a guy playing up a level, to to identify Mark Stone. And then in that that split don't second, hit him, don't hit him. to go back surgery, captain, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, uh, fuck no, he's not in the league. That guy. Yeah. And so I like Mark Stone. Sure, good guy, good, great player, great 100%. player. And but, both coaches said that. Like even LA's coach, when asked about, it, he goes, "Mark Stone is a superstar in this league, but you know that doesn't mean you don't th- get bubble wrap, right?" It's like when they say, oh, don't, you know, you can't, it's like telling people in football they can't hit. You're just going to run around and just play touch or. Right. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I to me, I, would I be pissed off if um, Stutzler took a knee on knee and, w- and was out for four months? Yeah, know? from some slug who's not even going to yeah, make it. Yeah. Of course I, you'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Of course. But we are still talking about. But again, that's a knee play on the knee game. and not a hit. Like, yeah. That's the the part of it that keeps a dirty hit. No matter who throws it, fuck off. Who's the guy who ran MacArthur out of the league on? Is it Patrick Seeloff? Seeloff. Seeloff. That, that Vacations. dot com. <laughs> that was an internal scrimmage here in Ottawa, and that fucking guy, yeah, no, basically finished off Clark MacArthur's career. Yeah, know your time and place, buddy. But in an actual game, yeah, a, a hit. Is a hit, and I, I'm with you. I, I I think we depend. I, I you know me, man. I, I think we depend too much on the fighting and the hitting thing. I think a lot of that is gone. But as long as it's still legal, then sometimes your star is going to get hit by a guy you don't want to. Heads up, buddy. What do you tell everybody? Matthews got crushed by that one guy in Ottawa who eventually became a Marley. Do you remember that? Matthews spun him around to read his nameplate. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forget it. Sabaran, maybe. Scott Sabaran. Yeah. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> you know, like, 
douche all around, but like if we're going to play the game, you're going to play the game. I just think if you played a few less, then you'd see less of these guys. We yeah. need these minutes for people who might actually have a shot at making the I, team. I, I think the most lucid thing that you said, mm. maybe ever, <laughs> was that if you reduce the number of games, it doesn't get rid of the Hodgsons or the Sabarins. It just allows Mark Stone to wait till the third or fourth game till you get those first couple of games out of the yeah, way. See, I don't think I did say that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I sorry, that lucid thing is not me. <laughs> sir, sir, I thought that's what you were implying. But instead of there being eight games, now there's only five. And so some of the guys who maybe get a game or two don't get a game or two because we need more of our guys to actually play in the fewer slots we have available. Okay, and sorry. So, maybe the, the the lucidity came on my side of the table because... I'm going to take this and make it what I think. <laughs> it was that, yeah, you're still going to see those guys. You just see them earlier and for a shorter period of time. Yeah. Like you don't not see those guys. You still need that. You still need it when Toronto comes to Montreal. But that's the doesn't whole start th- anybody. You would see that less because... How many games do you think you need? Three? Four tops? Has to be an even number, I think. But No, as a no, I mean as a top end player. As a player. As, as a as a Matthews, three, probably, as a stone. Probably three. Three games. Yeah. So if you have five So if you have four games total, two road, two home, first of all, you stop forcing season ticket holders to buy games to watch nobody. That's a nice little cash grab the league has going on right now. See, now you've joined the Mark Stone thing and you're insulting all those guys too now. Yeah, fuck that. fucking guys are nobody. I know what the Leafs just sent to Montreal <laughs> for two straight nights. I man. know nobody's. It was Pontus Holmberg at number one center and that shit ain't worth paying Montreal prices for. I love that. I love yeah. Pontus. Yeah, who doesn't, man? We need more Pontuses in the league. More Ponti, perhaps. <laughs> that's, uh, what, that's what two of them are. Yes. Get the Ponti line out there. <laughs> so, I, I just... I don't understand the argument. If we're going to play these games, then this is what's going to happen. You can play more of them. You can play fewer of them. You can whatever. But you can't ask some minor league guy to identify before he makes a hit. Because as you've said, the next day when the the board goes up in the locker room, oh shit, I'm with the minor league group today. Yeah. I should have made that hit. That's my job. So it sucks when that happens to Mark Stone, but... It would ha- it would suck if it happened to Marner or or Stutzla yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, it's easy right now to say I take the side of the hitter because it's not one of our guys, but that's the reality of the preseason. As long as you're going to have your stars playing against this many scrubs, see, sometimes this guy's going to try and make a name for himself. Yeah. See, and and your your Hodgsons of the world know into in an inter squad scrimmage. I don't I don't blow up Anze Kopitar. Right. But I do as soon as the lights come on and it's an exhibition. Yep. Man, Mark Stone, Petrangelo, wh- whoever's out there. Somehow we're on the ice. Eichel, yeah, this is it. Guess what? You're not wearing the same color jersey and I'm looking to get a spot somewhere. And it might even be just instead of being in the E this year, I'm gonna I get up to the AHL, yeah, right? Exactly. Like I got to do some, I got to make a name for myself here. And and the only way to get a, to get a call up to the NHL is to be in the next best spot. And so... That's it, man. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, you got to look around. You still have to, you may think this is not the cup that you just won four months ago, right? Right. This is not game five of the, of the cup final, but guess what? For, for that guy, it is, it's pretty damn close. And so chance of a lifetime, you need to go, all right, I, I have to be aware. This is still a jungle, right? It's, it's not a, I thought. And sometimes I find him kind of douchey, but I thought Drew Doughty 
of the Kings, right, who was playing at the same time, was fairly even-handed yep. with his assessment of it that said, yeah, you know what? I'd be pissed if they blew up one of our stars. I respect Mark Stone. But this guy's trying to yeah. do his thing. And, and, and we don't like what he said. Yeah, afterwards about saying that this guy, I'll never face him again because he's a minor leaguer, basically. Yeah. So that's just the way it goes, I guess. It's, you have to still, you got to still play the game. Yep. You have to play the game like it has the, some integrity for exhibition or not, right? So if you're if you're dressed up, Guess what? Get ready, man. It's a big boy game. All dressed up, no place to go. Yeah, uh, right to the boards. <laughs> there was no place to go for Mark Stone. <laughs> There's about four feet of space <laughs> yeah. there. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Gary Bettman last week was uh, interviewed during Craft uh, Hockeyville, which was held in uh, in St. Thomas. Thomas at uh, the Joe Thornton Mer- Arena, uh, who was a member of the Leafs like two years ago. Already got an arena named after him. Pretty nice. Uh, Gary Bedman was there and they asked him a little bit about the all-star game being in Toronto this year. And I didn't know what to make of this, to be honest with you, man, because they asked him, uh, it was Christine Simpson conducting the interview, you know, in, in Vegas, we saw the thing where you're firing through the fountains for one of the skills competition events. Blackjack, firing pucks yeah. at the board. In Florida, the accuracy was like, there was like a surfboard there yeah. or, um, you know, they, they've tried some different things in some of these different markets and I haven't loved any of them yet, but I no. haven't hated the idea, right? That you keep trying, you just keep, and he kind of said this year, uh, expect it to be more traditional out of respect for fans of a more traditional franchise. Yes, guy. And that's, to me, you make exactly what you just made of it right there is the things that we love, like as a young, like, and we've talked about it a bunch of times, the all-star game, not for you, mm-hmm. not for me. Old dudes who just want to see. Yeah. It's for kids. Holy crap. Look, Dylan Larkin is playing yeah. with Mitch Marner tonight. Or, and he's shooting at a surfboard. Or right. he's, he's at the Bellagio he's in the fountain. He's do crazy trick shot here yes. somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Whereas you and I as kids, you, like, you want to see the accuracy. You want to see the fastest skater, the yeah. hardest shot. Like yeah. Those are the things I think about, yeah. right? And you just sort of go, the same skills that you as a kid showing up at, at, at you know, U9 hockey, I had to do the math, right? I'm like, that's, uh, that's, that's novice. You're right. But you sort of, you go, that's what you're doing, right? Yep. You're doing those in practice. You're doing all these sorts of things and you're loving it. And, and here in Ottawa, we go to the Bell Capital Cup and you do those same things. Fastest skater. And you do all these things in your division. And you're, and that's to me, you don't need to sell there. That's the stake. If you're a Vegas or a Florida fan, are you annoyed by that comment? It, it, for sure, but I think you have to be listening to what Gary Bettman says if you're a Vegas person when he's in St. Thomas at Kraft Hockeyville. Yeah, um, fair enough. The, it, it is, it is, uh, and I don't think I am being unkind to the Florida Panther or Vegas Golden Knight fan when I say that the people watching a Leaf broadcast are much more invested historically mm-hmm. and daily in, in the team. I don't think that's wrong to talk about the different hockey markets. That's not to say that there aren't some Golden Knight fans who that's their number one team. And, sure. that's, and they are on Twitter and they are following. Or been watching for a hundred years. We used to be yeah. Red Wings fans or yeah. Avalanche fans. Yeah. Or so I, I'm not saying there aren't those people, but I'm not sure 
that they have yet to develop the Saturday night culture of hockey night in Canada, where it is a woven into the fabric. Yeah. I, one of the things I wonder about, and, and like I said, I, I didn't mind the idea. I thought the fountain one ended up kind of sucking the dunk tank. Cause thing it was in seven degrees. I think <laughs> it's probably part of the reason the dunk tank thing wasn't that great. They had talked for a while about shooting frozen pucks into like a crocodile's mouth and they, the frozen puck was going to be like a burger, right? Like something. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much of it is just, it's Toronto in January. It's easy to lean on the tradition thing because we can't think of anything crazy to do. Well, cause like you something are, off the observation deck of the CN Tower or like, I, I don't know what well, so the crazy novel thing would be in Toronto. You've already done the, the Colorado and I can't remember who did that where they were up in like Lake Tahoe. Yeah. That was the outdoor game. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying, yeah, they've, they've already. Vegas. It was for sure. It was Colorado. Cause they came Vegas, out. Vegas, Colorado, Boston, and then Philly, I think. I think there was two games. But I think the, it was Boston. Those outdoor games on an actual. That was awesome. Right. The, those are the kinds of things where you're like, that's Canadiana and they're bringing it. But in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hockey and it's hockey to, when you look at the traditional hockey, it's, if, if you want to step outside of Canada, it's your Never. Massachusetts, it's Minnesota, right? Yes. It's these areas that are cold, that, ce- that, that celebrate a four season. Yeah. And so. So you don't think it's that they couldn't come up with anything. You think this isn't a legitimate. Yeah, we're going to keep her simple here in Toronto. This is what people want to see. Well, what 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 the Batman had to say, I have I have <laughs> I have no idea what he's really thinking. What I read into those statements purely f- from my perspective is yeah, I, we don't need to sell it over the top. The we, steak is fine. We don't need the sizzle. We don't need the sizzle. That 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 the things yeah. that you like to see like I, I remember as a kid going to 67s games and I've talked about it on the show here before. I didn't know the difference when I was like six or seven. Yeah. I didn't know the difference between the 67s no, and the Montreal the Canadiens. Game tonight. Yeah. And, and so it was just, it was like, these dudes are big. These dudes are fast. But in the OHL in those days, in, in Ottawa anyways, second intermission, guy from the 67s would come out, guy from the Generals or the Peets, whoever sure. was here, fastest skater, right? You're on that side of the red line. I'm on this side. And you do one lap, right? And it's super easy to see, right? You're looking going, who crossed the red line first? Bang. 67's guy wins, right? And you're just fired up. Like to me, those things are, the hockey is, I don't need to see them flip a puck into a basket or off a pillar into a basketball. I don't need to. I'm with you. I just wonder in this day and age, the way the media works, the way social media works, if you can do this year to year where I, I I would have taken that if I was a fan of one of these newer markets is a bit of a backhanded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, but you are talking about in, in the GTA and into Southern Ontario, there's a hundred thousand minor hockey players. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You don't sell those kids. You don't need to sell those kids no. on. I saw some crazy shit. You go, I saw Connor McDavid beat fill in the blank, whoever that other fastest sure, guy is. Go, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Or, or those things, the yes. skills that you can do on a, on a Saturday morning at yep. 7 a.m. Yep. That is, that is what happens I'm just surprised here. Gary was willing to split the league here like this a little bit. We're going to do these things here and these things here. Yeah. Well, I, I think it comes down to what do we need? What is going to bring people out? And you know, in, in Toronto, you're going to get 
big hockey crowds, yeah. period. We're happy with the shootout contest where Connor McDavid makes the crazy move instead of right. I don't need is to outside s- on the observation deck of the CN Tower although, trying to lob something. Although going around the outside on the bungee, like on those things where you're like, you're <laughs> attached and tethered to it. I want to see that, man. Show me that. Get the goalies all out of their dropping pucks and they have to kick and swipe and shit while they're hanging from the tower. <laughs> However tall it is, yeah. And you're just kicking. So, yeah. But the, I don't need that crazy shit. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I think that's it for today, man. I think we've done enough damage. We've here. really, yes. That's right. I uh, don't forget, Scotty Mack is going to be here next. Scotty Mack. Exit. Probably. Velocity. Yes. I love that name, man. It's got that exit velocity yep. baseball tie. But also him and Richard Griffin stepping out of the industry. Here's what I, I, I th- that name works on so many levels, man. For I sure it does. So Scotty Mack will be here. If you're one of those people who likes to check out the show in the morning, it will be there for you Tuesday morning. If you want it sooner, keep an eye out on the feed. I can't say exactly what time, but I will get that out for you as quickly as possible, hopefully in time for that Monday drive, just because we know that the turnaround is so quick on uh, on the Jays playoffs. And so uh, we're going to want to talk to Scotty about that as well, but... Uh, I think that's it, man. I think we've done enough. Yeah, that's it. So we'll wind it down. Make sure you're following along on social media, talking audio. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you're hearing us. And uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Hey, 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 hey.